Okay, so Tom Brady's going to be back this season in Tampa. And all of a sudden, the Buccaneers won't be a complete catastrophe. I know another team that's not going to be a complete catastrophe. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. I want to take a bit of a step backward today. Uh, I do this a lot uh, in life, but also in work. And this sort of thing, talking about sports, I don't feel can be an exception. Because every once in a while, you can get caught up too much in the micro and lose sight of the macro. I really, really believe this. Always have. And my sense of the macro for the Steelers right now is just abominable. Meaning the way people are feeling about the 2022 team, but really even beyond that, the negativity, and that's what it is, is overwhelming. And while everyone's entitled to their views on stuff, especially something as comparatively insignificant as sports, and let's be real, sports are pretty far down the the ladder of things that matter in society. I have this sense that a lot of the genuinely good things about this team, about this roster, right now, right this second, get glaringly overlooked. So I I, want to, even though everything I'm about to tell you is obvious and none of it new, it's still there and it's just sitting there seemingly untouched. Do you know what other football teams, what the other 31 franchises would give just to have T.J. Watt, just to have the best player on the planet on one side of the football. We talk about these trades and we look at them and the potential trades and acquisitions that other teams make, and we act like, oh, the Steelers will never have someone. like They already do. They have someone right this second who is on this roster and a model citizen, and oh, by the way, wrapped up for years to come, his entire career, basically. And he's better than anyone who's changed hands so far this offseason. It's okay to look at that and appreciate it and understand that he isn't about to regress next season for a whole bunch of reasons, one of which is that this team also has one of the very best, if not the best, interior defensive linemen in the game, as well as one of its greatest citizens on and off the field. Of course, I'm talking about Cam Hayward. 
And if you continue around this side of the football and throw in Minka Fitzpatrick, who's very likely to be signed to a long-term stealer-for-life kind of deal this summer, that is one hell of an underpinning for that side of the ball. And as I've been trying to make this point for a couple of weeks now on the show, but again, in piecemeal form, this defense isn't that far away from being, I believe, 2019 and 2020 good. I don't know if they're going to run up you know, 37 takeaways in a year again. Takeaways are weird things. They're fickle things. They do involve some luck. But if you throw in the talent that's on that side, and then you throw in a new coordinator in Terrell Austin, a grossly overqualified defensive assistant in Brian Flores, and a whole new set of eyes and a new approach over there where maybe Keith Butler was either stale or he was getting buried by his head coach or something in between. This is this is a real thing, this defense. This is not hopelessness. It's the opposite of that. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how... You'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Now, yeah, yeah, I know, okay? I get it. I'm talking about the defense and everyone else is talking about the offense. And you're waiting for me to get to that because that's the real source of all the terrible things. And you know what? Maybe it will be again. Maybe it will be. Because there isn't the franchise quarterback at hand. There isn't any reason whatsoever, not a tangible one, that the offensive line will be better, at least not yet. There's massive uncertainty at, of all positions, wide receiver, something that a lot of people thought uh, this team would be set at for years to come. All of a sudden, it's just Deontay Johnson and a dubious Chase Claypool. That's it. And maybe just as depressing as all of that, Matt Canada is not only going to be back, but apparently he's going to be back with like the biggest thumbs-up support possible from Mike Tomlin and the rest of management. Yeah, it's scary. But it's also... March. And the only team in football that should ever take anything seriously in March is Cleveland. That's what they do up there. Their fans do it as well. That really shouldn't happen in Pittsburgh. The league is about to embark on the so-called, oh, non-tampering, tampering period that leads into free agency opening up later this week. You're going to see this team make moves on the open market unlike any it's ever made. I don't have to guess at that. I don't need inside information for that. All I have to do is look at 
what is quite literally unprecedented cap space. Kevin Colbert said himself that he's being forced to approach this offseason in a way that he's never had to before. Why? Because of all that cap space. I still see, hear, and read people, whether it's media or fans, saying things like, yeah, but that's not the way the Steelers would do things. Uh, Steelers don't go and spend money. They won't go after Bobby Wagner. How could they do that? Well, Bobby Wagner would cost money. They have money. They have money for the first time. The reason they didn't spend the money before was that they didn't have it. Now they do. In my dream world, and this is just me, they at least participate in the Bobby Wagner sweepstakes. I'm not saying they'd have to lose their minds, but they sure should be in the bidding, at least see what's going on. Inside linebacker being my own, number one way up there at the ceiling priority. And even if they get Wagner, they can still afford real, live, experienced, talented veterans at the offensive line position, on the defensive line, if needed, depending on how things go with Stefan it. at inside linebacker, even if they don't get Wagner. And then there's the not-so-small matter of the draft. The one position you can pretty much lock down as a guarantee to be able to help you right away out of a draft is what? Wide receiver. They can walk right off a college campus and right onto your team. Show them some routes, throw them the ball. Now, if anyone's going to attach their hopelessness and despair entirely to the quarterback position, I'm afraid I don't have anything to say to you here. I don't have a magic wand that I can wave that makes Mason Rudolph exactly what you'd want him to be or makes Dwayne Haskins exactly what you'd want him to be or makes the Steelers, oh, I don't know, overpay Mitch Trubisky and then just say, uh, Mitch, your, your season that you just spent in Buffalo holding the clipboard, you were so awesome at holding the clipboard. We feel we can pull something else out of you here more than what we have. I, I don't have that for you. I don't have that for you. But there's a lot more to this team than the quarterback position. And for what it's worth, I'm not of the opinion that the current state that position in Pittsburgh is some sort of awful thing. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated Super Lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The Super Lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454.
And today's J1Q comes from Bill, who asks, is the goal, or the standard, to still win Super Bowls? And I don't mean by way of lip service. I mean, and I ask, is that the goal? Not just to compete. Not just to go 9-8 and eight and have a chance. If the answer is yes, then you need a stud QB or a franchise QB to do that, don't you? And if you have not identified that man, either through free agency or the draft, then you roll with what you have until you identify that man. Am I right? Well, yeah, Bill. You threw a curve there at me at the end there. I thought you were heading completely the opposite direction. But when I hear the words of Kevin Colbert and Art Rooney, both of whom have said this offseason, that the quarterback the Steelers are searching for is their next franchise quarterback. I don't take that to mean that this player has to be in a uniform in 2022. I take that to mean that they don't want to screw it up whenever it is that they get their next one. I look at the NFL landscape right now, and I'm talking about all of it, free agency, the draft, even trades. And I don't see something where I go, oh, yeah, that would definitely be it. That's the answer right there. That's the uh, Joe Burrow that all Pittsburgh fans want to just create like out of clay. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't believe that it's going to happen in 2022. And as such, I don't believe the Steelers should invest significant resources into it. This is my stance on Trubisky and Marcus Mariota and whatever other mediocrity is still left out there. The city's own internal fear of Rudolph and or Haskins shouldn't deter the Steelers from wanting to wait until they get the right one. And yes, that includes the draft. We can try to pump up Malik Willis. We don't have to try to pump up Kenny Pickett. But when you hear experts, legit experts, people who live and breathe the draft year-round, calling this a historically bad quarterback class, what do, you, what do you want to do there? What do you want to do? You want to waste a first-rounder only to have to take another quarterback in the first round the next year because this one wasn't the next one, and you know that right away if you don't already? Or do you take the first-round pick in this year's draft and say, listen, we need a lot of different things here. I'm going to take the best available player, and hopefully it's going to be someone who's an offensive lineman or defensive lineman or inside linebacker, maybe a wide receiver. How about a corner? I know no one likes the Steelers drafting corners, but there's that too. Why take a quarterback just to infuse some competition and infuse some, this is an intangible, hope into the mix? Because now maybe somebody who isn't Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins can make a big difference for us. Get your guy. 
Isolate on who it is that you really want. Maybe it's in next year's draft. Maybe it's someone else on another team right now in the NFL who's younger and blocked. But you know you can't get him out of there this year, but maybe you can get him out of there next year. Maybe it involves a look ahead to potential free agents in 2023. Figure out who these people are. Figure out who it is that you could really live with as the quarterback of the near-term and long-term future in Pittsburgh. I don't see this individual right now, and I don't believe that they do either. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow.